Welcome to the Business Therapy Podcast, where you'll learn to grow a business that you love and that thrives without sacrificing your relationships or your sanity. I am your host, Master Certified Life Coach, Sarah Yost. Alrighty, today we're going to talk about what I think is the most important ingredient to hitting your goals, whatever they are, whether it's a simple self-care, like body thing, like getting up in the morning or drinking a certain amount of water or, you know, exercising, anything like that, or whether it's a business goal, like hitting your first six-figure year. You know, I think in the self-help world, I'll tell you what it is in just a minute. I I think in the self-help world, we talk a ton about how to do things and you know we talk about like we talk about all the ways to do it and we talk about why you're not doing it and we talk about how to do it and we talk about why you're not doing it in a million different ways but I don't think we spend enough time talking about why you're doing it I know that Simon Sinek had that thing a few years ago which is like people buy your why or whatever and so a lot of people have gotten into that and and I definitely think there's something to that but I want to talk about just a really simple concept that is completely overlooked and that is commitment you have to really commit to something you have to really, I would rather you spend your time, let's let's talk about a goal that you have, I want you to really spend your time thinking about if this is a thing that you want to do and why you want to do it. A huge reason I find that people aren't following through on actions that they say they want to take is because they don't really want to do it. They think they should, or they think that is the way to the thing that is actually important to them. And so I spend a lot of time talking to my clients about like, why do you want to do this? What is important about this? What, you know, how do you think this will make you feel? Why? And I always am listening for things like, well, I think I should, or anything that reeks of should is a lie. You shouldn't do anything. And thinking the thought, I should do this, never produces the action that you need and want to get something done. So let's talk about why you want to do something. Um, Let's take something really simple like getting up early in the morning. Um, There are a few pieces to this. You need to commit to it. You need to go to bed on time. You need to have a good reason to get up in the morning. And it has to serve your larger purpose. Like you don't just get up in the morning because you don't just get up early because you're supposed to or because that's the virtuous way to do it or that's what you should do or or whatever like let's let's really think it through and i want you to apply this concept to anything that you're you're working on or thinking about it may or may not be something like getting up early in the morning although i do find that most people have a dream of a you know a beautiful morning routine and imagine that that will set them on the right path and you know rainbows and daisies will shoot out of their ass and everything will be like super productive and happy and peaceful and zen and whatever so let's let's go back to this though like why would you want to get up early in the morning what is it that you're going to do in the morning what would that be like how would that serve your life and you can replace anything into these questions like why do you want to hit six figures what is important to you about that why do you want to do that how is that going to serve you in your life how is that going to serve your larger mission So 
If you want to do something, I want you to think about why and all the reasons why you might not want to do it. Think about what would be worse for you if you did it. Like really take some time to analyze and spend time and delve into whatever goal it is that you're trying to set. And then when you get really clear about it, when you get clear about what it's going to cost you and you get clear about what it's going to do for you in your life and how it's going to allow you to serve and, and live to your highest purpose, then commit to it. Now, how do you commit? Committing is one of those things. There are like some of these concepts that that seem to happen in a click. It's like, like when you look over your life, you're like, I don't know, I just, it just clicked and I let it go. It just clicked and I surrendered. It just clicked and I was committed. Well, I don't know how to make the click happen, but I do know how to approximate it. So if you're not able to just click, (laughs) click into commitment, what you can do is set the stage for commitment. You can approximate commitment. You can act as if you're committed. You can get as close to it as possible and just be really kind and generous with yourself for whatever percentage of you isn't committed. It's fine. I just want you like, but, but you need to know that when you do commit, it's, it's so much easier. Let me tell you a story about quitting smoking. If you've ever been addicted to nicotine, then I think you'll identify with what I'm about to say. But if you don't have experience with being addicted to nicotine, you can you can think about anything that you've struggled with, whether it's a, a habit or a relationship, or maybe it's alcohol or drugs or you know any anything that you've been unable to let go of. So nicotine is super addictive. I've read, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's current research, but I've read that it's more addictive than like heroin and more difficult to get off of. That was definitely my experience. So I started smoking when I was 13 and I quit when I was 31. So I had always had in my mind that I would just smoke until I got pregnant and then I would quit and then I would move on with my life. What I did not anticipate was that being pregnant kind of sucks ass for me. I was really emotional. I was really, I had really mixed feelings. I was, I didn't feel good physically. It's like the worst time to quit smoking when you feel like ass and you're afraid of what's coming. So that's what, that's what I was faced with when I got pregnant. Up to the point where I got pregnant, I quit, I tried to quit smoking. I don't even know how many times, probably 20, 25 times along the way. And sometimes I would make it as long as six weeks. That's probably as long as I ever made it. Sometimes I would make it a few hours. Sometimes I would make it a few days. And it was the worst. I remember wishing that I could just be locked up in 30-day treatment without any elements of my life because it was so embarrassing. Every time I quit smoking, I would have these huge emotional outbursts. I was compl- I was so sensitive, so tender. It was really, really hard, and I could never make it. I, I did never make it very long. It was, it was the biggest struggle. And I'll tell you the reason why it was such a struggle was, of course, there was the, the physical element, the, the addictive quality, but that leaves your system in about three days, and so the rest of it is psychological. So if you can make it through that, the physical leaving, the nicotine leaving your body, the rest of it is just mindset. I was never actually committed. I always had in my mind that I could go back to smoking if I wanted to. And so because there was always that option in my mind, it meant essentially that every time I had a craving, which was 
all the time. Every time I had a craving, there was the option to smoke. And so I had to re-decide. And that is fucking difficult and overwhelming and too much in that emotional state. And so I was constantly re-deciding and recommitting, or not even committing, just re-deciding whether I was gonna quit smoking or not. And so it was always on the table that I could pick up a cigarette. Having that in my mind, having the ability and having the option to smoke again meant that I was constantly suffering every time I quit or tried to quit. Fast forward to when I was 31 and I was pregnant. Well, I didn't quit immediately when I was pregnant. Like I said, it was a lot more difficult than I anticipated. It wasn't like, oh, I'm pregnant and, you know, unicorns are flying out of my being and I'll just quit smoking and everything will be fantastic. It was really difficult. But one of the things that I did know was I didn't want to be a smoking mom. I knew that what I would do is I would spend all of my energy trying to get away from my daughter so that I could smoke a cigarette. I would just constantly be thinking about how I could get away from her so that I could smoke in peace because I wasn't going to smoke on top of her like while she was nursing or whatever. And so I knew that's I knew that's what it would be like and I didn't want that. And so I was super committed to not being a smoking mom. I knew that. Now, I had I I did wrestle with like I don't want to quit right now and I told myself exactly what I told you not to do. I told myself constantly, "Oh, I shouldn't. I shouldn't be smoking. I shouldn't be smoking. This is the worst." And finally, and I was whining to a mentor about it, and finally she said, "Sarah, why don't you just admit that you don't want to quit smoking?" And it was like the biggest relief because I was telling myself the truth. I didn't want to quit smoking. What I wanted was to smoke without consequence. When I accepted that and I let go of all the pressure and all the should, I actually quit and committed to quitting pretty quickly. So there was this moment where it was like, I think I was heading into Colorado and I was getting a little bit short of breath And it was just like, I have to quit sometime. I'm just going to do it now. I'm tired of screwing around with this. And I quit. I was completely committed to not being a smoker. And I had about a day, which probably part of it was just being in the mountains and feeling weird. I had about a day of physical withdrawal, and then I was fine. It was like magic. Every other time I had suffered so much, and this time it was really like not a problem. And I haven't picked up a cigarette since. So I guess that's been 14 years this summer. So the difference is not that I was more virtuous or a better person or had a beautiful morning routine (laughs) or anything like that. The difference was all the times before I wasn't committed and then at that point I was committed, it was no longer an option. I no longer had to make a decision in the moment when I felt weird whether I should smoke or not. And so I just didn't do it. It just wasn't on the table. That's what I want for you regarding anything that you're dealing with. I want you to just be fully committed to whatever it is you're doing. And what that will do is take away 99% of your drama. It will make it so much easier. So instead of working on sticking with your habits or beating yourself up or trying to make yourself perfect or trying to do all the things or, you know, taking courses or classes and how to accomplish your goals, I'd rather you pull back and really focus on, do you really want this? Or do you just not want to have consequences from not doing it? What what do you really, really want? Do some soul searching and, and really get to that point. And then if what you really want, like if you can get to the point at least where 
you want to want to do the thing, which is about as close as most of us can get without that click. If you can want to want to do the thing, that's close enough. You can do some things to make that easier. If you have any belief in the universe or God, you can pray. You can ask for the willingness to have the click. You can ask for the click and it will actually come. And barring that, you can approximate it. You can act as if you're committed. You can get as close as possible. You can do better. You can have whatever this issue is less in your life. You can have more experience of doing the thing. So the fuel that will really get you where you want to go is committing. Don't let that be scary and don't let yourself, please don't use this as an excuse to beat yourself up for not being committed. I used to do that. I used to think, oh, I'm just not committed enough. I'm just flaky. I don't stick with anything. You know, this is definitely my self-concept and probably, you know, that that's probably close to what you think about yourself in some, some area too. And so anything that I couldn't commit to, I would use it as an excuse to, to beat myself up because I wasn't disciplined enough or hardworking enough or whatever. And all that's bullshit. Don't do that to yourself. Just really do some soul searching about why you want to do this thing. Do you really want to do this thing? Tell yourself the truth about it so that you can drop any of this pressure and should, don't should on yourself <laughs> and, and see if that makes it easier for you to hit your goals and do the things that are actually important to you. What I want for you is for you to live really aligned with what matters and with your highest purpose. I don't want you at all to worry about what you should do or what other people think you should do. Fuck that noise. That's not why you're in business for yourself. That's not why you're on this earth. It's so that you can follow your own path and fulfill your destiny. That's what I want to help you do. So I'd love to, you know, I want you to think about this and I'd love to hear what, what comes up for you. Talk to you soon, friend. Thanks for listening to the Business Therapy Podcast. Please go to iTunes and leave a review. It is the best way to get this podcast out to the people who need it. And to reach me for coaching inquiries or to ask questions or to make recommendations for upcoming show topics, you can visit my website at www.sarayost.com.